This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. This one on a Wednesday morning, August the 25th, 2021. BOL Senior Analyst Travis Ryer alongside Recruiting Analyst Hank South as we get you ready for the month of September. It's coming up, Alabama-Miami, one week from Saturday. Let's all say that together a couple times. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? But A lot of things to cover on the recruiting trail. We haven't gotten together with Hank South in a few weeks, so it certainly felt like time to catch up with our old pal Hank. Hank, how are you this morning? I'm good. I'm refreshed. Just got back from Colorado. Um, Nice. Ready ready to uh, crank this up and and hit the football season running. Was that kind of a Griswolds-type trip? Because I know you've got the daughter-son dynamic now. They may be a little young for – uh, you know, what Clark went through back in the day with the trips and the Christmas vacation and Vegas and Wally World. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing it went a little, maybe a little more smoothly. People think traveling with young, young kids is more difficult than traveling with, say, adolescents or teenagers. I'm here to argue the case otherwise. Well, yeah. You, I mean, you, you pretty much have the, the young kids strapped down in their car seats. So it's like they can't really, they can't yeah. move much. But, uh, no, I mean, we, it went pretty disaster free. Um, you know, it, it was, it was enjoyable. Obviously, you know, vacation with the young kids is not truly vacation, but it was nice to step away a little bit and be in a different location. Um, getting the, now, are you, are you drive, are you drive at night with the young kids guy? Cause that's, that's what I was with the uh, young kids. I tried to load them up, you know, six, seven, even eight o'clock at night. Sometimes yeah. if I had eight or nine hours, I drive all night cause they would sleep. I don't know how that works for you. We did that once on a trip a few years ago with our daughter when she was like one and a half and it just was a mess and we had to stop in a hotel. <laughs> so we tried a uh, early morning, like 4.30 a.m. departure, hit two nap times for the baby. And uh, it went really smooth. You know, there was a, you had to stop a little bit. We stopped in Roswell, New Mexico, did the alien cool. thing, uh-huh. uh, got them to walk around a little bit. And then so it worked out really well. There you go. Fresh, rested. And ready to reset Alabama recruiting for us here on the Bama Online Podcast. And as we get into late August, get into early September, that means high school football. And for Alabama football recruiting, a lot of their committed players on the field here in the last couple of weeks. And certainly a lot of key targets out there as well. And Hank, by the sounds of it, it looks as if Ty Simpson got off to a roaring start last Thursday night. Yeah, he did. Um, Westview played a, a team called Dresden. Uh, they won 48-13. And, and Ty Simpson played about as perfect as you can. He went 20 of 24 passing for 325 yards, five touchdowns, and then just casually added 107 yards and an additional touchdown on the ground. So 
um, you know, definitely played up to his ranking. Uh, you know, he's right there on that cusp of a borderline uh, five star in the composite. He's 33 in the composite. So he's just he's just right there. But if he keeps that up, you know, I don't think there's any question that uh, that Ty Simpson will end in the um, uh, recruiting class with the fifth star. Yeah, with Quinn Ewers reclassifying uh, to the class of 2021, does that put Ty in position maybe for even top overall quarterback in the class, or is that a little bit too much ground to cover? I I, I wouldn't argue it. Um, it, might, it might be a little bit too much ground to cover. Um, you know, I, I think um, you know the, the the guys ahead of him would really have to kind of fall flat on their face. Um, but you know. Four to one. That's not a huge jump. We've, we've seen jumps like that before, but I, I think certainly, you know, he, he could, he could play his way into that, that top uh, two or three spot mm-hmm. among quarterbacks. No, you also, we had an update at BamaOnline.com and tight end, always a favorite topic of Alabama fans, it seems like. And Elijah Brown getting off to a good start, the tight end, the Alabama commitment from Dayton, Ohio. Looks like more of the same in terms of what Alabama likes at that position. He projects as a guy that can go in line, a guy that can flex out, a guy that on occasion you can put him out wide. So good start for Elijah Brown as well. Yeah, he kind of showed it all um, in his in his little bit of tape. He only played in the first half. His team won uh, pretty handedly, um, but he he caught four passes for fifty yards and and uh, and you know flashed some blocking ability too. Um, so yeah, his, his film is fun to watch. He's also a basketball player, so he he's got some pretty pretty solid athleticism, um, and he he displays that on the field um, uh, on Fridays. One of Alabama's most recent commitments, Kobe Prentice, one of the handful of in-state commitments for the 2022 cycle for the Crimson Tide. I think he showed us some clutch gene in his uh, opener, <laughs> Hank. Uh, made big plays late in Calera's season opening win on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I think he's going to you know, make his case if he, he keeps this up for you know biggest riser um, in, in the rankings as far as Alabama commits go. He's already he got his fourth star from 24-7 sports recently, um, and, and he really you know showed why on Friday night. Five catches, 123 yards, three touchdowns, and got a, um, like you said, clutch interception on defense late in the game that that uh, that propelled Claire to, to the win. So, um, I mean, really, really solid outing for Kobe Prentice. Um, you know, obviously showed what, you know, the Bama staff saw at camp um, this summer and, and, you know, why they 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 pushed for him so hard when they did um, when he was committed to Maryland, got him to flip to to Alabama. So I think Bama fans should be real excited about Kobe Prentice. Yeah, Prentice looks like a guy destined for four star Ville. I would think, mm-hmm. uh, and you said it, fast riser, fast player, speed, always a really, really nice thing. Now, since we last spoke, and it's been nearly three weeks, Hank, I can't believe the time is just oh. flying by like that. I know you miss us here on the podcast. <laughs> um, the Crimson Tides 2022 recruiting class loses one commitment uh, as Le'Veon Moss, the running back, the four-star running back from Louisiana, decides to reopen things, but it does pick up a commitment in Jake Pope, the safety from Buford, Georgia with that sort of swap there. How does that position Alabama right now in the 24 seven sports composite team rankings? Yeah. So um, obviously, you know, swapping them, Jake Pope's lower rated than Le'Veon Moss. So the, the overall score isn't as high and the, the player average per commit a little bit, took a dip, but, um, still number four in the 24 seven sports team composite rankings. 
Um, and they're kind of in that range, you know, they're at 256-36, that's their overall score. Ohio State's at 257-13, so, you know, one commitment, one decommitment from Ohio State or one commitment for Alabama, that could obviously change that. Notre Dame's at two with 267-79, and Penn State's still at number one with 273. But, you know, we've touched on that with Penn State. You know, they've got 24 about commitments full, right they? now. Yeah. yeah, they're about full. So they're eventually going to get overtaken by one of these three. Um, you know, I think Georgia will eventually make a run at six. LSU's right there at seven. Texas a name has been recruiting well. So um, it'll be an interesting run up to National Signing Day. But Bama's right there at number four um, in a good spot. And certainly, you know, that that can change on a day to day basis. So when we talk about the position specifically with Moss opening things back up at running back, not a huge surprise, I would say, as much as anything, as we've talked about on previous podcasts, because how Alabama was still very much involved with other running back prospects for this class. So from that perspective, where does the focus maybe shift at running back to go along with Emmanuel Henderson? Yeah, it wasn't a huge surprise. You know, he 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 was saying he was solid. You know, obviously he he committed to Alabama, then immediately went on a visit to uh, TCU, then Texas A&M. And then I think the one the visit that that really kind of opened eyes um, in terms of, you know, maybe he was wavering was he went to Texas A&M. Um, that last weekend of July instead of Alabama. So that was kind of a little eyebrow raiser. So he reopened things. Bama will still recruit him. I don't I don't think it's totally over there. But, you know, I would certainly give a school like Texas A&M or maybe even LSU. He's obviously in Baton Rouge, um, the inside track in his recruitment at this point. But um, as far as where Bama turns, you know, we saw even after Le'Veon Moss committed, we saw Bama host a couple of running backs throughout um, the month of June on official visits. Branson Robinson, um, Nicholas Singleton, both those guys have ended up committing elsewhere in the month since. Um, we saw Robinson go to Georgia, uh, Singleton go to Penn State. You know, We'll see if the doors open there to, to still recruit them. But I think one guy to really keep a close eye on is, is Javante Barnes. He's a four-star running back from Las Vegas, um, Desert Pines High School, same high school um, as Darnell Washington that we saw Bama recruit uh, a couple cycles ago, but he's rated the number eight running back in the country, 101 overall player on the composite. Um, he was a guy that he took an unofficial visit to Tuscaloosa this summer um, back in June, and he's going to be back for a game this fall on an unofficial visit. So um, that's a guy I could see Bama really turning up the heat on um, or you know, already has um, with, with that Moss decommitment um, to go along with Emmanuel Henderson in this class. Everyone's asking, you know, will Bama take a second running back? I think the answer is yes, um, and I think Barnes is a guy to keep a close eye on. As for safety now with Pope on board and Antonio Kite previously committing to Alabama, uh, sounds like the numbers there came into play a little bit, maybe in conjunction with Kadarius Callaway moving on to uh, East Mississippi Community College before the start of fall camp. Is is two about the magic number or safety at safety, or is there another guy or two that might be in that mix? Yeah, you know, I We'll see. I, I think that's a pretty solid um, standing. You know, we, there's some other guys that are in play, you know, guys like Zion Branch, another guy from Las Vegas, a four star safety who's expected to officially visit um, for uh, for the LSU game this fall. Um, Jacoby Matthews is another interesting one. I'm not sure how much of you know interest there is at this point, but he recently decommitted from LSU um, from the state of Louisiana. So maybe we see Bama get involved there. There's been some other guys that, you know, Bama's shown interest in, but it's never really pushed for Kamari Wilson, um, Xavier Nwangpa. Um, those guys have kind of dropped Bama from their top schools lists, but, um, you know, 
does Bama turn around and, you know, make a late push for them? Keon Sav in that same category. Brian Allen Jr., he's another one um, committed to Texas um, from Alito High School. Obviously, we've seen Bama have a lot of success at Alito High School pushing for guys late um, and flipping them. You know, we saw JoJo Earl last year, Jace McClellan the year before. Um, you know, is he a guy Bama makes a push for late if they want a third safety? We'll see. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it, that's kind of a, a spot that's kind of up in the air at this point, I guess, as far as, you know, where, how Bama will close. Wide receiver, always an interesting topic to cover and maybe some news or maybe it's not so much news as the Crimson Tide as 247sports.com reported here in the last few days has affirmed up Evan Stewart, uh, as a, as a official visitor for the upcoming football season, Hank, and it looks like mm-hmm. Evan, another one of those Texas targets, has the LSU game circled in November. Yeah, and that'll be a big one. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that um, every, everyone that goes and interviews him doesn't really <laughs> they, they, they come away like, you know, he, he could really go to any of these schools. You know, he's considering Alabama, Texas, Florida, uh, LSU. I think Georgia was in play at one point. Um you know, Florida seems like it has the inside track right now, but again, you know, he, he's a guy that's probably going to take it all the way to national signing day before he, you know, we really truly have a feel on where he's going, but to get him back on campus for an official visit closer to that early signing period, that'll be important for Alabama's chances. He was on campus for an unofficial visit um, in June. So um, already got that contact with the staff in person. Um, so they can kind of build off that when he gets back on campus. But, uh, you know, the crystal ball, some of it's on Texas. He was obviously committed to Texas at one point. Um, there's a crystal ball pick for Florida, not a huge surprise. You know, he, he's been loving up on Florida a lot in interviews. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see at this point, but, uh, definitely a, a huge target for Alabama. Jay Valai and Holman Wiggins trying to conjure up some more of that magic for Alabama out there in the Lone Star State. Hey, we're going to take a break here on the Bama Online Podcast. When we come back on this Wednesday, we're going to ask Hank about Walter Nolan, the five-star defensive lineman, some news involving Big Walt here in the last few days. And we'll also get Hank's thoughts on who could commit next to the Alabama Crimson Tide for the 2022 cycle when the Bama Online Podcast returns right after this. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Back with more of the Bama Online podcast. This one on a Wednesday, August the 25th, 2021. Travis Ryer and Hank South with you on this latest edition of the BOL pod. And if you haven't already, how about a subscription to the Bama Online podcast? Simple as a click or two. It's absolutely free. And if you'd leave us a rating and a review while you're there, we would greatly appreciate that as well. So let's talk about Walter Nolan. At this point, seems like there's been swirling winds, I guess you could say, around Walter. It's been an active offseason, it seems like, for Walter Nolan. Uh, Been trying to track exactly where he's going to spend his senior year, things like that. Where do things sit right now with Alabama and the talented defensive tackle, Hank? Yeah, so right now, um, Walter Nolan surprised some people on – 
on Tuesday night, put out a top three that included Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Georgia. So technically, if you're going off of that, Alabama is out for Walter Nolan. Uh, but I wouldn't, you know, say that just yet. Um, you know, it's it been a really, like you said, it's been an interesting recruitment to track. Um, you know, I, I still think there's going to be a bunch of twists and turns with Walter Nolan. Uh, we saw him put out a top five earlier in the summer that did not include Texas A&M. Um, did include Alabama and then uh, put out this top three with A&M in it after he took a visit to College Station. Um, so Aggies have made up some ground big there. Um, you know, the, the probably the biggest surprise not in the top three is Florida. You know, if, if everyone looks back on the beginning of June, Walter Nolan took that official visit to Gainesville. And then that Sunday morning, he tweeted that he was shutting down his recruitment, going to make a decision. Um, so it looked like Florida had really impressed him, was going to be the pick. Um, and then, of course, you know, fast forward to late August, Florida's technically out. But uh, even with Florida, I doubt they're actually out. You know, I, I think he's still I think he's putting out that top schools list, but I think he's still open to, you know, the schools he's visited throughout the summer. Um, so, you know, we'll see. He told um, or Walter Nolan's dad told Steve Wolfong of 24-7 Sports that as of last night, they are still expected to officially visit Alabama for the LSU game. So, you know. Maybe there's a top three. Maybe he's still considering the top five. You know, maybe Bama's still involved. It looks like Bama's still very involved. So, you know, we'll see. Obviously, you know, we saw um, Walter Nolan. He transferred to a high school in Knoxville. So he's now in Tennessee's backyard. So that obviously helps the Vols in his recruitment um, for his senior season. Uh, so, yeah, like, I mean, there, there's all sorts of different little little things to this recruitment. So, you know, I, I still expect Bama to be in play for Walter Nolan, especially if he still has that official visit set. But as of right now, he has a top three of Texas A&M, Georgia and Tennessee. So long story short, Hank, it ain't over till it's over. Right. Walter Nolan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One of those recruitments. And look, there's several of them each and every cycle. And yeah. makes uh, recruiting fun. Yeah. And in the era of edits, get them all in while you can, right? Hey, um, wanted to talk to you about potential next guys up from a commitment perspective, Hank. And something else we've seen here in the last few days, one of those guys that might fit that bill, Elijah Pritchett, the big offensive tackle from Columbus, Georgia. looks like he's down to four schools with Alabama in that mix. Yeah, he's a guy to to keep an eye on. Um, a guy that visited Bama twice over the summer, even for a day back. So technically three times this year so far. Um, he he's down to four schools: Alabama, Florida State, USC, and Georgia. It's been considered an Alabama Florida State race for a while. Um, you know, Florida State has a little bit of late momentum. Bama's still right there. Got that last visit in the end of July. Um, but, but he's one that, that is likely to make a decision in, in September. Um, so certainly a guy you can circle for that potential next commit. Um, I think Bama's done a really good job with him. You know, he, he's, he's talked very fondly of the staff. He, he has close relationships with the school. Um, Javion Cohen is a close friend of his. Um, so definitely one to watch in terms of who could, who could pop next. We talked about wide receivers earlier, and I know you've had a couple of guys on your radar in terms of potential commitments in the not-too-distant future, one of them from the state of Tennessee and another one of those Louisiana guys, I guess, at the wide receiver position. Yeah, um, Barry and Brown, he's a guy that said he wanted to make a decision in the month of August, back in July. Um, so, what, we got six days left. Um, so we'll see if Barry and Brown wants to hold himself to that in the next few days. Um, and making decision, you know, Alabama, TCU are kind of the two schools to watch there, or are the two schools to watch there. Um, Bama seems to have the momentum, but, um, you know, we'll see. Does he decide that 
keep it going, wait a little bit, take some visits in the fall. That's one we're keeping an eye on. And then another interesting one is Shaz Preston from the state of Louisiana. He was a guy that visited Bama twice in the summer as well, came back for the cookout in July. Um, all signs have kind of pointed to LSU for Shaz Preston, but seems like Bama's really made some ground up on him in the last couple months. Um, that cookout visit, his mom was able to go and meet the staff and kind of get some one-on-one time with them, get to know them, and I think that really helped Bama's chances even more. Um, as far as the decision timeline, I'm told he could – you know, he he might, he wants to wait and kind of see a few games from the schools he's considering this fall, um, at least see them, you know, on TV or you know see what they're doing on offense, um, and and then announce the decision. So maybe a late September announcement for Shaz Preston. Maybe he decides to keep it going a little bit longer as well. So um, he's kind of up in the air, but definitely, you know, as far as receiver targets that could pop next, he's he's on that list. Yeah, I don't know what Shaz Preston runs the forty in, but whatever it is deduct at least a tenth of a second with a name like Shaz and with the two Zs on top of that. Yeah, that's worth at least one-tenth of a second deduction off that 40 time. Hey, let's talk about some in-state interest of particular note. Uh, the defensive lineman, Justice Finkley from Hewitt Trustful. What do we know about that situation here moving forward? Yeah, he's another one that's kind of just one of those in limbo, like decision could come soon, not – a date there's not a date set we'll see um i think justice think will be a guy that does set a date to have like a ceremony so at least i don't i'm not sure it'll be a huge surprise when he announces but you know that's just my thinking we'll, we'll see what actually happens but he is down to three schools he narrowed his list to three back on uh july 4th alabama colorado and texas um you know i, I could honestly see him ending up at any of those three schools you know i think they're all in that top three for a reason he has he has very strong relationships with all the schools he's seen each of them um unofficial visits or you know he's been at bama several times um but you know I, I still lean towards bama having the edge for him in my opinion um when he does make an announcement um so you know we'll see does you know I, I could see it coming in the next few weeks uh maybe he likes to wait and go to a few more games but he hasn't taken his official visit to alabama yet so that's maybe something to watch uh, maybe they get him on campus in september uh, before he makes an announcement um, for one last push um, but yeah that, that's that's a guy we're tracking closely you know obviously all three of those schools are pushing for him you know there were some murmurs about texas maybe having an edge but you know bama's in the end winning out but so that that's another interesting one we're tracking for sure you talk about kids coming on campus and something certainly that did not happen a year ago have you detected any concern maybe from some of these guys and talking with them about this delta variant and the increased numbers of positive cases and perhaps anyway the potential to see at least a semi-return uh to what we saw a year ago obviously none of us want that to be the case but have you thought about that scenario hank with what we're dealing with right now in the country or have you heard any of that from anyone i haven't like on it's kind of weird haven't heard anything yet um and i have thought about that i thought you know if this keeps um, moving along as it is, you know, are they going to limit this? Are they going to, you know, at the very, you know, require vaccination or negative COVID tests right. to get on campus? Um, so that's something we're watching. You know, I'm sure the NCAA is keeping a close eye on it. Um, but so far, it seems like it's moving ahead as as planned. Or you know, maybe they'll limit how many kids can come on campus each weekend. But you know, that that'll be something we're, we're keeping a close eye on for sure. Yeah, a lot of it is tied into local and state CDC guidelines. Yeah. So. It literally could be something, I guess, that varies from school to school and state to state. So we'll continue to monitor that, obviously. As we let you out of here on a Wednesday, Hank, Jalil Skinner 
the final guy we wanted to talk to you about, a big one, the number one tight end for the 2022 cycle, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. We talked about uh, we talked about uh, Elijah Brown earlier. We know about Amari Nyblack, a guy who can play some different positions. Saw some of his first game tape, Hank, and he looks like another one of these tight ends. It's more wide receiver even than tight end. Where do things stand with Skinner? Because when you look at, again, we've done this before, the commitment list, it would seem a little tight for a third tight end, but it's certainly an area of need for Alabama. Yeah, and like you said, that position versatility with a guy like Amari Nyblack, that, that could come into play there. But um, Jaleel Skinner set to make a decision on October 9th, um, so still over a month away. Um, could be some twists and turns. Bama, Florida State, Clemson seem to be the, the three schools to really watch. And, and Florida State's been the school talked about the most um, in the last few weeks. Uh, he, he's going to take an official visit to Tallahassee on September 5th. Um, so, you know, do they pull away there? You know, does that keep the door open? I've never really heard of official visit going poorly. Um, but, you know, that, that's going to be something we're watching. I'm really not ready to make a pick on him yet. You know, I, I think there's a ton of interest in Alabama. I, I think he really likes what, what the staff is pitching to him and all that. Um, so, you know, that he, we'll, we'll see. Um, if I had to make a pick now, you know, I, I think Florida State would be hard to pick against. I think it was, just, if I'm not mistaken, I think he, he calls them his childhood favorite. Um, but, you know, over a month away, there could be a big push from Alabama, you know, change, change that. So, you know, and also he could get back to on campus for an unofficial visit, you know, assuming visits go as planned. Um, another note, he's at IMG Academy now. So does have Tyler Booker in his ear. Bama's been very successful at IMG Academy. So that's, that's certainly something to watch as well with Jaleel Skinner. Yeah, a lot of Alabama fans will be pulling hard for Notre Dame on September the 5th. Then. <laughs> that's when yep. Jaleel is going to be in Tallahassee because the Knowles – get the Irish on that Sunday night, Sunday night college football with Notre Dame and Florida State. So as always, Hank, we appreciate you taking the time here on the Bama Online Podcast. It's been a while, but it's great to catch up and uh, good job on the family trip, man. Those are always nice to <laughs> knock out, get the kids exposed to travel. Uh, you never know. You do too much of that, though, Hank. You end up with them living in places like Hawaii, uh, yeah. Montana, Nevada. <laughs> That's what ends up happening. I speak uh, from experience on that. Right, but right. Again, keep up with Hank with us right there at BamaOnline.com. Hang out with us on the roundtable, the premium message board of choice for Crimson Tide fans globally right there on BamaOnline.com. And again, if you haven't already, subscribe to the BOL podcast, Bama Online Podcast. Anywhere you consume your podcast, you're going to find us. Leave us a rating and a review if you don't mind. We would certainly thank you for that additionally. For Hank South, Travis Schreier, thanking you once again for joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. Until next time, so long, everybody. <laughs>